Welcome back to The Dumpster Dive, the podcast where we talk about cult cinema. Uh, I am your host, Patrick, and with me, as always, is my brother and co-host... Me, Jordan. And, uh, Jordan, I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded one of these. Where, yes. have, we, where have we been? Since we've recorded a real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, had a, we had a couple of false starts in there. I um, fucked up one, so there's a lost one somewhere yep, in there. Yeah, we have a lost episode. Um, we had the holidays to survive. Yeah, yeah, that was a big thing, uh, our, too. Our, this great land of ours continues to be ravaged by plague. So there's, there's a lot. That's c- the least of our concerns. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I, going on. I had to work a lot. <laughs> yep, me too. Fuck um, the plague. Yeah. But uh, we're back, finally, um, after s- all several months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't know when our actual last episode went up. Um, um, yeah. But how can you miss how can you miss us if we never go away? Yeah. And that was our plan all along. Yeah. And now we're back. So don't call it a comeback. Uh, but we are back. And uh, we're talking about I think a pretty fun one tonight. And I feel like well, there's uh, something different about this one too. Oh. Is this is not one that I had revisited, and then it was like, oh, we got to check this out because mm-hmm. normally that's how it goes. Yep. Because it was supposed to be you and me, but it ends up I end up picking like yeah, you Jordan of, pick, Jordan <laughs> picks the vast majority. Of I the end up just saying like, okay, we're doing this, and then we'll do that. Yeah, and it's usually because I watch something and I'm like, oh, I got to see that. But this is one where I I see. I'm trying not to mention the title mm-hmm. before we get into it, but I hadn't watched it until I said we should do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'd like to revisit that one. Kind of like I thought of it like we're going in blind. I love it. Like, oh, we'll, we'll check it out and see how our reaction's going to be. So it could be, like, a dud on both counts. Yeah. For both of us. So. Or maybe we both love it. Maybe. Um, that's what I was hoping for. All right. Well, I think that's enough setup. Without further ado, let's play the trailer, and then we'll be back here to talk about this uh, very interesting movie. <laughs> We are back, and we are ready to discuss Dick Tracy, 
Um, movie from must have been the early '90s. I meant to look at 90, the year. 1990. 1990. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, riding the crest of the wave of Batmania. I think uh, it was like literally one year later. Very like the next summer. Very obviously um, yeah. in that mode in many ways, but in mm-hmm. many ways a very different thing. Um, so this is, of course, based on the classic uh, comic strip. Although I don't know how aware I or any other kid have you read was. A lot of it? Don't you have I, some of it? I do have behind me some Dick Tracy uh, collections. It's it's a yeah because I thought you did. It's a classic, of course. It's a highly regarded strip. Um, I have not read a lot of it personally. A lot okay, of because really... a lot of my questions were like what. Like how closely? Yeah, not, I, not even like story wise, but right. just like the vibe. Yeah, I think I know enough about it that I can kind of speak to that. As okay, we, I, as know, I know nothing really, um, other than pretty much what everybody knows about. Right. It, so. Well, and I and I wonder how many kids in the '90s knew a lot about Dick Tracy, <laughs> which I think might have been one of the issues with yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah. It didn't um, have the built-up clout that Batman did. No, and, and yeah, and they it seemed like they were kind of trying to make another Although Batman. Although Dick, Dick Tracy's kind of like just enough in the public consciousness to maybe, maybe I kind of want to get into. That a little bit but before <laughs> I, we I guess uh, maybe that was the theory anyway yeah i think that was definitely the theory um but before we uh get too much into the weeds here do you want to give kind of a quick synopsis of what dick tracy is about as Mm-mm. far as like a movie Mm-mm. you don't want to tell you don't want to tell people what this movie is about um you mean well just the premise of the movie yeah so. like what's this movie just just summarize the movie like uh, i mean people kind of know who dick tracy is yeah but. dick tracy's just a I actually kind of was wondering halfway through it. I'm like, what is he exactly? <laughs> He's a detective. <laughs> like, He's yeah, a, I, I know now. I, I knew after I thought about it for a, a little bit. He's a hard-boiled... Uh, I was like, is he a police officer? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? Because he's wearing right. a big yellow coat. Right. And like, okay, well, whatever. He's a police detective, and it's set in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And he's... It's very, like, noir detective And did they stuff. say it's Chicago in the movie? Or is it this kind of vaguely defined? I, I actually don't, don't remember them saying that. I don't that. think they say yeah, anything. I, I think they wanted to be kind of vague. Chester, Either that or New yeah, York. I thought it was New York. No, no, because Chester Gould is from Chicago. And I'm pretty sure Dick Tracy is set in Chicago, although okay. maybe it is kind of a vague Yeah, thing. I'm trying to think if they mentioned it. Yeah, I don't remember them saying that in the movie, though. I was thinking it was like a yeah. vague Gotham City. Yeah. I mean, Gould is town. definitely like a if Chicago. If he's from Chicago, then. He's a Chicago cartoonist. That's... If they don't say it in the strip, like that's clearly what the, the world of Dick, strip, I just, yeah, I that's what the world the of Dick Tracy is based on. Okay, that's you my know what synopsis. they what they would always say about the comic strip was like you know people would see the front page and they read about all the horrible crimes happening in the city. Then you flip to the c- comics page and you get some catharsis because Dick Tracy like goes hard on these oh, okay, criminals, okay. yeah, um, which is a big element in its its success. So he's like Dick Tracy's just battling gangsters and mobsters. But the mobsters are all because I think I've seen like a lot of the art. The mobsters are just like over the top. Yeah, like you know, like a Scarface or Babyface or yeah. something like that, or yeah. Al, Al Capone. So there's a character called like Pruneface, and he he looks exactly his face like is you like think. withered. And yeah, and all the actors have like the press, flat top, and his, flat his head top, is literally head flat. flat. There's a guy called Littleface. He has a big head and a little. They're like freakish mutants they look pretty weird in he the dies like right away right they they look pretty weird in the comic strip but they yeah. like grow like grotesque mutation that's what i mean it's like kind of an extreme Honestly. example of like a, a criminal like right <laughs> no one really looks like right. this but right maybe the way like maybe a kid would yeah. picture a yes criminal because i think that's how i can picture them mm-hmm. you know if you're if you've got a scar on your eye you're a bad guy right you know like obviously like, ugly people are bad and yep. good looking people are the good people in the movie. <laughs> you know, like that's 
kind of an old staple. But a lot of it is, like, I don't want to tell the story of it because it would kind of spoil it, but, um, oh, uh, Al Pacino plays, I should say, Warren Beatty is Dick Tracy, too. Mm-hmm. And he directs the movie. And produces it. Yep, he does a lot. Yeah, he is, this was kind of his project that he wanted to work on. Um, so he's the title character, and Al Pacino is the, what the what's his name? Big Boy. Yeah, Big Boy. Um, the the main bad guy who's trying to bring all the criminals together yeah, under he's trying his to mastermind. Umbrella. Yeah, he they've all been operating separately, and he wants to like bring everyone kind of under his leadership yeah. and have them make a so coordinated. He, he has the guy the killed. City. He has the guy who's in control killed. Yeah, I think that's Paul Sorvino. I think right? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So he has him killed so he can like take over. You yep. know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Like, like Godfather stuff. Yep. You know. Um, and then Madonna is his mall. Breathless, Mal- Breathless. Breathless Mahoney? You, that sounds right, yeah. 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 I know it's Breathless. I can't remember the last name, but... Great name. Yeah, well, these are all, like, cool characters. Yeah. And they look cool, too. But <laughs> uh, she's, like, you don't know what side she's on. Right. And then there's another, the like... typical femme fatale. And then the way that all the villains have these weird features, like, physical features... There's another villain, which I thought was kind of a cool addition that shows up uh, called the Blank or yeah. Blank. And, and it just has, like, no face at all. Yeah, And I might and, be wrong about this because I'm not an expert on the comics, but I think Breathless Mahoney or Mo- Mahoney? I think it's Mahoney, yeah. Yeah, well, Breathless and the Blank were the two new characters. Everything else oh, okay. was from the comics. Okay. Well, that including sense. Junior and Tess Trueheart and, yeah. and all that. Yeah, um, but, yeah, so there's this character called The Blank who seems to kind of have an agenda of their own and is playing both sides. Yeah, he's, like, trying to manipulate both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, coming after Tracy and the uh, uh, big boy. I keep forgetting his name. I just yeah. want to say Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much the story. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> is. Tracy's, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Tracy's trying to pin something on, on big boy, take him down yeah, yeah. as he's trying to unite all these various factions of the criminal underworld. Yeah. Um, Tracy knows that breathless knows something and is trying to get her to testify. Yeah. She seems to have kind of a thing for Tracy, but Tracy is in love with Tess Trueheart and the mayor, Dick Van Dyke. Oh yeah. He's the mayor, right? Yep. Dick, uh, or is he, he's running for mayor. I think he's the he's chief. Some, of, he's the chief of police. Okay. Or the district attorney. He's in some like. position of yeah, power. Chief of police or district attorney. And he's going to be running for mayor. Okay. Um, okay. I, Cause I think they want Tracy to take his job. Essentially. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I saw this yesterday. Right. <laughs> well, and we were saying it. before we started recording, it's like, it's, it's both a simple plot and yeah. unnecessarily complicated. That's the thing that I was thinking about it as right. the, as it kept going on. But that's a, that's a staple of a lot of crime movies. Yeah. It's like well, very like, kind like of twisty and, turns, and yeah. turny, and there's a lot going on, but ultimately the story is pretty simple. So, yeah, yeah. Dick Van Dyke is a corrupt uh, city official. He's on the on the take. You don't know, like, that's a twist. You don't know. That is a twist. They reveal that partway through. Although you could probably guess a lot of the stuff, too. I didn't see I don't think I saw that one coming, actually. I... I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe just because I've seen this before, but so long ago. Yeah. Like 90, I would have been... I thought I saw this in the theaters. Yeah. You remember seeing this in the theaters? I don't I don't know. I, I think it seems like I we would have. I have like a vague memory of yeah, seeing this in the theaters. Yeah, I think we maybe did. I think we did. I remember... But I would have been eight. Yeah. Like, I don't do remember. Do you remember seeing a movie? 
I mean, I definitely would have gone that young. I mean, I would have been 10. I don't remember for sure if we saw this in the theaters. I, I want to say we did because I have, like, weird, yeah. like, I've specific s- memories. Well, we, we saw it on VHS. I remember, I remember watching yeah. it at home. but I've definitely seen it before yeah. this, but it's been a really long time. But yeah. a lot of it, like, I do really remember. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I, I, the other important part of the plot to mention is, like, you, you know, you've got like, your A plot with Tracy trying to bring down Big Boy and... Big Boy's attempts to unite the underworld. Oh, the kid. Yeah, and yeah. then and then you've got Breathless kind of, you know, playing both sides. And then you've got Tess Trueheart, who Tracy is in love with. Yep. And then you've got, um, yeah, they encounter this... Um, uh, well, Street Urchin. Street Urchin, yeah. I, was looking, <laughs> I wanted to say Ragamuffin. I was like, I can't say Ragamuffin. <laughs> That'd rega- probably be more appropriate yeah, in the I, time I, period. Like, it seems silly to say Ragamuffin, <laughs> but yeah, this little boy who um, has been living in this shack in the junkyard yeah. with some horrible criminal uh, ne'er-do-well. Yeah. Um, and Tracy comes across this kid kind of randomly and sort of... The kid's like stealing some something. Yeah, and sort of ends up... So, a watch. Yeah, and sort of ends up kind of adopting this kid yeah. um, as... Well, he wants to like bring him to the orphanage, but then right. they, he, of course he kind of they grows develop on a him. bond, yeah. and yeah, it's actually very sweet. Um, yeah. So that's kind of I the, like that kid in the movie. I do too. That's kind of the heart of the movie. He's kind of like his Robin. And then the other thing to to just mention about this movie, and we'll talk a lot about this, of course, in our discussion, though, is just like we said, the style of it. It's just it yeah. exists in a very heightened version of reality. It's very deliberate. It looks fantastic. It's very deliberately made to look like a comic book, bright primary colors, Tracy Witt. Well, Tracy even wears, the villains have prosthetic makeup right, to make them look like Right, villains have prosthetic that. makeup. Tracy wears his big, bright overcoat. Yeah. But even like the, the other police, you can tell that yep, yep. they're trying to look like live action. Well, there's like a report, because I was wondering that too, is like our other characters, do they fit in? There's one right. reporter, he's got like a long nose. Right. You could tell it's like... Right, exaggerated. Like yeah, even the reporters. So it's all there's right. all a little bit of and that the guy doing trend. the surveillance has big ears. Oh yeah, so, and this is all from the comics. Yeah, and like the press have like primary colored you know yep. hats with big press badges yep. in them. It's all so you could tell the idea was make the live act everything on the screen look like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one of those like sounds like a terrible idea. But I think they pull it off like yeah, fantastic. It's probably the most successful and like unique aspect of this movie. I actually, mm. think it was a little like Batman kind of did that. Batman did that but a little this bit. One, this does it way more extreme. The, the '60s show Batman show really did it. That yeah. up to that time, that was probably the most um, obvious example to point to uh, in terms of what they were trying to do in Dick Tracy. Like, let's make it look like a comic book. But the difference between the original Batman show and Dick Tracy is in Dick Tracy, they're playing it straight. They're not making fun of it. They're not positioning themselves above the material at yeah. all. As far as I could tell, they, they were just, we're going to make no, it look like so. the comic strip. And I we're don't know gonna... if they understood the material to yeah. be able to do that. Like that's kind of, I think they did in some ways, but some ways they yeah. maybe didn't. Um, but yeah, it, it's a awesome looking movie. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think for that reason, it's, it's probably worth seeing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where we want to go with our discussion. You want to just kind of like, what was your initial kind of like... Just watching like, yeah, yesterday. Like, what, what did you think of <laughs> after checking this movie out? Like, what, um, do, you re- do you regret it or was it worth our while? You know, I got to say that I was not that as impressed as I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be. Because mm-hmm. I had heard some review on that podcast, The Projection Booth, with Mike White. And they went through... Um, 
Dick, like they revisited Dick Tracy, and mm-hmm. they were kind of talking about how and they weren't really super over the top about it, but they were like, God, so much of it works. Their big problem was kind of the story of it too, that it was like too complicated. And they had a problem with like Madonna's performance. Which I didn't really. Ooh, I thought that was actually one of the best parts. That's one of the things that they pointed out. I didn't really have a problem with it. No, I thought she was one of the best. I actually kind of thought she kind of made the movie a little bit. Yeah, I thought, I thought she was getting there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know what I was expecting because I have such like vivid memories of it as a kid, but just like specific moments. But do you remember really liking it as a kid? I think it was one. Of, I, I was just kind I of did. fascinated by it as a kid, but it wasn't one that I like loved in the way that I loved like Batman or the. Oh no, ba- like Batman, I saw a million times. Yeah, this I, wasn't like that. It was. It's just kind of odd. I mean, I watched it. I, mean, I haven't seen Dick Tracy in like twenty years yeah, or whatever. It's, the hell it, it's it's kind of like it's missing something. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't, don't quite know what. That I think is. that's it though too, because it's like it did feel. Like really disposable too. Even though right. it looks like fantastic and yeah. like every frame of it, like I could watch it in the background, maybe right. or not in the background, but I could watch it like without paying attention, you know, to the story and the twists and turns, which don't add up to a lot. Mm-hmm. Do they have to? Like, right. I, I don't know. I feel like they should have. <clears throat> like, I feel like it's kind of a like I saw it yesterday, and I feel like I'm already forgetting parts of right. it. The only things I remember are the things that everybody remembers, like how it looked. Right. Remember the music of it too, which was Danny kind of, Elfman. <laughs> Danny Elfman did the music for it, um, but even like the songs and stuff in it. Those, um, which, yeah, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, but those were <laughs> songs by Stephen Sondheim. Most are sung by Madonna during her because she's like a cabaret singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That was an odd kind of well that's what they said in the podcast too i don't want to rehash everything they said right. but they're like it was a really weird mix to have danny elfman's style yeah i thought which so is too. like a contemporary well, and i saw son time like come up in it's like i think again, he's, he's in it's it. like well they sort of because this is my reaction like they're like playing the score and i'm like oh this sounds like batman and yeah then it's it like, sounds almost and then it's identical like music by danny elfman i'm like all right and then i thought original songs by Steven Sondheim I'm mm-hmm. like that's weird and it like weird. then throughout the movie it's like punctuated there's a lot of like montages yep, yep. and they're all put to these really not great songs. <laughs> I like some of them they're but... okay you know but then none of them are great you yeah, know yeah. like the kind of like breakout hit you'd want um one and... of them did I think it won a Oscar I mean, I'll, I'll believe that, but I don't know <laughs> I think that. it was nominated, at least. I don't know if it won. That. Yeah, it's just... So that was a weird... That was the, that was the one element that di- I thought didn't fit. You know what I mean? It's it, was, like, it was odd. I don't know yeah. if I was... I mean, I kind of And I wonder like, was, was what the idea behind that choice was. Just to give Madonna, like, an opportunity to sing songs? That or? was more of it, like... I don't know. I, I think my big problem with it is Warren Beatty. Yeah. Not even necessarily him as the character. Uh-huh. I think it was him... As the, like this is my project thing. Doesn't he? He always doesn't he kind of always do that. Isn't that kind of his thing? Or am I thinking? Does he? Of, I don't know. I'm. Not, I think I not, might be. Th- I might be thinking of like Kevin Costner. He always like. Does he's that. more. Like yeah, that. I think that's what I'm thinking. I'm not sure about Warren Beatty. Actually. Yeah, this seemed like kind of a passion project for him or something. Yeah, but I feel like it was. I mean, I actually don't know this from like doing any of the research or anything. I did do research. I'm not saying I didn't do any of the research, but <laughs> uh, it seems like he was really into it as like something he wanted to do because. They saw Batman, and yeah. I think that's how they got all the people that are in it. Like oh, the, yeah. Dustin Hoffman is oh, in yeah. it. They all saw what Jack Nicholson did as the Joker oh, yeah. with his prosthetic makeup, and um, he was like the over-the-top gangster. Sure. And they were all like, 
I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that too. Of course. And the, <laughs> and the studio's like, we want to do that, you know? So in a way, that it feels like that's kind of all it was. Yeah. Like, this is a movie that was had been it was being developed for a long time. Mm. Like, I, I think um, there were so many different scripts. This is what Mike White was saying, too, is that he read, like, four different scripts over a period of four years. Or not four years, but, like, I think ten years. Hmm. Like, it, it was being developed from back in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And, it like, at one time it almost had Harrison Ford uh-huh. and Steven Spielberg. And mm-hmm. then they were, like, they gave up on it and they did Indiana Jones, which, mm-hmm. like, thank God. Right. You know. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it would have been... Maybe. I don't know. I just like, I think Warren Beatty is the problem with it. And not, and not even as the character. I think it would work with him as Dick Tracy. I think him being so involved with it, like making it his sort of passion project Mm -hmm. and not really focusing on, I I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like, I I just feel like he's too involved with it. Mm -hmm. Like him as a director. I don't know if I've seen anything he's directed. I know he does a lot. Mm-hmm. But this felt more like, just like shoot the storyboards. Because like some of those scenes were cool, but it feels like it ripped right out of a comic or something. Yeah. Not like a, kind of like a Sin City way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of Sin City. That's what I was going to say. Like, it, But I don't know because I like Sin City, I was familiar with the comic at least right. so I could recognize no, it. No, I think it, I think it, I think they probably do a pretty good job of that at least like visually, you know, they like really try to like there's match. There's some really good stuff too. Yeah. Like, um, and the other problem that I had with it is a lot of it was like wasted opportunity mm-hmm. stuff, even like the action scenes and mm-hmm. the reveals, like I don't, we don't, shouldn't spoil things too soon, but the reveals are like, it, I kept thinking everything is so anticlimactic about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, here comes the big, like he's Dick Tracy's got a, a Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. And then the scene ends with like a car crashing. And then, like, he shoots a guy mm-hmm. in the car. And then the scene's over. Yeah. It's like, really? Is that all you guys could think of to do at this right. point? It was more like, we've got these awesome sets and we've got all this money to make this movie. And it was a huge success. So, what Was the movie successful? Yeah. Because oh, I, yeah. I remember thinking it was a big deal at the time. But I, could, I didn't know if it was one of those movies that maybe, like, leading up to the release it was big. And then maybe it didn't really do much. But I, it think, was, I think it was. But I, I read it was, like, it cost... Uh, like forty some million or something, and it made like hundred and forty hmm. million. So it, like it was, but I think it was something like that where it was super successful. Like, um, was it Batman versus Superman that was like that? Mm. Where it's like super successful the first week, and then after the first week, yeah. it's like nobody cares. Which again right. is like more to my point too. It's yep. like I saw it yesterday, and I was like, not that I was super crazy about it, but I was like, yeah, this is good. And like, it's not a bad movie, I don't think. But now I'm like 24 hours later, and I'm literally like trying to like rack my brain. Like, right. What What did happen in that? <laughs> right. I think it's more like I just didn't really care about the story that much. Yeah. And all that stood out is like the visuals, and that, yeah. I think that can only take you so far. Like. I I think you nailed it because that's what I thought too. Like I I, I did. I just rambled about. It. No, I because I enjoyed watching it too. Um, mm-hmm. And it, another well, a nice thing is that it's short too. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half. Yep. So it's My like, favorite runtime for a movie. Well, something like that where you're just flying on the visuals alone, mm-hmm. that would totally wear out at some point. Yep. Like, you could not have this be a two and a half hour movie. People would hate it. I guarantee it. 
because like the story would just actually. Keep... It, I think it was an hour and forty five. It was a little. Was it? Long. Oh, it, it long. Okay, it was a little. A little long. Yeah, it was a little longer than an hour and a half. Yeah. But whatever. It was short. Well, it was shorter than what it came I thought in under it was two hours. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was shorter than what a movie now would be. Oh for yeah. Sure. But, okay, sorry. No, um, I was just gonna say I think you I think you nailed it because like you I you had the same reaction too. Pretty much. Like I enjoyed watching it, but like I said, it just seemed kinda seemed like something was missing. And like Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, everything that people say is great about it is great. Can you, you know? put your finger on what's missing about it though? Well, too? one thing I thought not really And without like just like I would say like the story, but like that's such well, a big broad one, general thing. One thing I did think was that because um, it's like this movie is just constantly like asking you to remember how great Batman was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing I thought about, and of course Batman, and they're completely different genres too. I mean, Batman is a detective, but it's a yeah. superhero. And this but there's is a, so, different genres and stuff, but there's so many similarities. Well, in like, the movie there is, but, but the thing that Batman has is like all, he, he has crazy looking villains too, right? Yeah. But like, and we've seen Batman movies where they all team up. But the thing about Batman's villain is, is like, they look crazy, They've but got then an angle there's to also a gimmick or an angle or yeah. an approach to their personality or the way yeah. they commit crimes. Yeah, that Batman's match, got the best rogues gallery. He does that that matches their visuals. But in this one, if like we didn't mention like what these characters look like, and and we mm-hmm. haven't mentioned what um, Pacino's character looks like, but he's wearing prosthetics yeah. too. But it kind of is not important. If you just kind of describe what they're doing. It's important in the fact that if he wasn't, it would stick out. But if So he kind of has to do it to he, fit to in to with fit the in. rest. But, like, if you just describe what the characters are doing in this movie, yeah. and Dick Tracy as well, there's, the, no, there's nothing. The movie is visually heightened, mm-hmm. but there's nothing in the story that's outrageous or crazy or over the top. Or the characters other than, like, surface level shit. Yeah. Like, uh, like all the villains are stereotypical gangster. Mobster. Right. Like, what's the difference between like Pruneface and, ba- exactly. and Big Boy? Like, we talked about Batman Nothing. Returns, right? Like, the Penguin is trying to stage this absurd, elaborate yeah. thing to become the mayor, and then Catwoman's off to. They've it, got right? like contradicting goals almost. Well, yeah, and, and they're they and they're the over the top. They don't just look visually. That's another problem they had with the two. Like talking about anticlimactic, it was like it's so ground level. That seems what I'm like saying. nothing is ever at risk in the right. movie. It's not and. I don't think Dick Tracy should be trying to defuse a nuclear bomb that's going to blow up the city or anything. But I, I, thinking about the scene where he's got the Tommy gun, he's just shooting all the cars. Like, that's supposed to be their big climax almost. I don't even remember it. Not climax, but like big action scene. <laughs> right. But it's not really an action scene. It's just like him firing guns with a lot of big explosions. And that's what I mean about Warren Beatty, like, just not getting a perspective right. of his own movie. You know, he's like... I'm going to look exactly like Dick Tracy. I'm going to fire a gun and like we're going to have explosions going off and everything, but it's like it doesn't lead it to anything. You could cut it out of the movie and it would be fine. I mean, it looks cool. Like we're just going to have to keep saying that over and over again with this movie. Like it looks awesome, but like all style no substance. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> well, I was reminded a lot of Sin City, of course, and I and yeah, I, I thought about that later. I think Sin City added in what this movie is missing. It's like, okay, this movie looks as though it's it's the visual style is st- highly stylized, heightened. The characters are wearing prosthetics in some cases. It looks yeah like a comic book, but then you're also having the characters do outrageous, over the top things. Um, they, I, they kind of are in the way where they're like pouring cement on the guy, you know. But that's as outrageous as it gets. Though. Yeah, I know. When <laughs> characters look like this, I want to see them doing like crazy shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like there's 
the there's nothing over the there's nothing comic booky about the story. The first time that now that... maybe that was the point. Maybe the point was we're going to tell a, a regular detective crime noir story and it's going to look outrageous. But you're right. The effect is once you kind of get used to the the admittedly great visual style of this movie, mm-hmm. it's kind of just dull. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, what saves it from being bad, I think all that keeps it from being great, for me, was two things. I liked, uh, I liked Madonna's character. And yeah, again, I, I, do. I think that's, that's one thing that I disagree with. I think with that's one new element they put in there. I love all the kind of like Hollywood noir style banter between Breathless and Tracy, mm. all the double. Although it, I thought that was not as good as it could have been too. It wasn't, but, but the it, stylized noir like yeah, throwback. That, I like some, some of that stuff. I thought was good. Every now and then they'd have a good line. I thought it, I thought it brought a little life to the movie. I liked mm-hmm. her character. Yeah, they're um, they're good together. I think they were like dating at the time. Yeah, and and then um, the kid. I, I thought I added a too. real yeah. element of heart to it. You yeah. know, um, I mean. I think I might have got a little something in my eye when he told Tracy <laughs> the name that he was uh, choosing to I did, adopt. too, but it was an eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually, like, I was like, this is kind of moving, actually, when the kid decides that Dick Tracy Jr. is I, his I name. just could not get that invested into it. I For for me, that kind of, like, is what kept me in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it I, had, yeah, I did like it. If man, it hadn't been good. for the scenes with um, Breathless and Dick Tracy... And the subplot with the kid was the, super dull. The subplot with the kid was the real heart of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I think that kept it in the realm of being a good movie. Yeah. You know. Um, but what it, I think it was missing was maybe it would have been better if because I think they probably tried to get every Dick Tracy villain in there, even if it was just for like a cameo. Maybe it would have been better. If with they like, limit it. Yeah, do what yeah. Batman does: pick one or two or three of the Dick Tracy villains and have them do their thing, whatever their thing is. You know. You know, I, I honestly, I don't think that would work because I, Dick Tracy is not like Batman. Mm-hmm. Dick Tracy is not. Maybe in the comics he is. In the movie, he's <clears throat> not an interesting character. Right. At all. Like the only thing to him is that he's battling these supposedly crazy off the wall gangsters. Right. They're only crazy and off the wall because they look weird. But he's the, he's a straight arrow. Yeah, he's the straight. I've, I, I heard like in the comics though he's like more of a like no nonsense. Mike White said he's like a dirty Harry. Like yeah, well that's what the comic is known for. He's like, like I want to go and beat like every Chester criminal Gould is death. like very <laughs> like like he would have been a Blue Lives Matter guy. Oh, really? I, um, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I know so like name. Dick Tracy, like if the comic is outrageous, but but what I what people say about it is that... In, like, what, in what regard, though? Well, that Dick it's like shockingly violent, like it definitely would be today, but even for the time. And okay. Tracy like kills the shit out of like yeah, a that's lot what they of saying. people. <laughs> so like, like his solution to crime is just go kill all the villains. Like, yeah, and like he would bury criminals. them in his backyard. It was just like... Oh, really? It was bananas. But, but like... See, now I kind of want to read But, them. see, that's an example of, like, okay, if you're going to make this yeah, movie... Yeah, they should have had a scene with, with this, him burying this something. heightened visual style, lean into that aspect of the comics for the yeah. story. Then you've got an outrageous visual style, and you've got an outrageous story to match it. Here we've got a really unique, especially for the time, visual approach yeah. that did work and was cool, but the story just kind of sat there despite all the twists yeah. and turns and reveals and the blank is cool and I like that breathless too. was cool and that whole subplot i thought was completely cool i thought it was cool time. for a lot of reasons because like number one like as a design for a character that's just kind of cool yep have them like 
Yeah, and and again, I'm, I hope no I'm not. I hope I'm all. not wrong about this, but yeah, if you look at if you're if you're someone coming in and looking at Dick Tracy's Rose Gallery and like, hey, we need to add something new for the movie. The idea with all these characters with these bizarre, deformed facial features of the blank—that's a cool idea. Yeah, it's like a that's cool that it fits in, <laughs> and also within the movie itself and the story, it freaks the other characters out, right? Because they're used to identifying people right. by like how they look, and right. this is just like a blank slate, literally. Like, yeah. And, like, what side is this character on, right? Because, like you said, like, the villains look ugly. The heroes yeah, look beautiful. Like re- literally what in is between. the blank? It's yeah. so, I thought all that was brilliant. Uh, yeah. Breathless. I like blank, all that stuff you're mentioning, All that too. stuff was, yeah. was great. Um, the kid was great. Um, but, I don't know. I guess it's enough to get you To over. me, Dick Tracy is just not... It's not that interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or he's not that interesting as a character. It's enough or, to get you over, like, an hour and a half. But, like, you can... Like, I can totally understand why there wasn't a sequel like what else would you have done there's just nothing else to do or it's like this isn't a movie where i wouldn't watch it again tomorrow ever next week i'm good no but i'd watch (laughs) it i'd watch it in another 20 years maybe (laughs) or i'll still remember it maybe but i can but i will have seen bat all the batman movies multiple times between watching that's what i kept thinking when i was watching it again because like we were saying went into this kind of blind like i know we've both seen it before but Oh, yeah, I, I had, was tiny. I don't remember. This wasn't one of the ones where I was like, we got to do an episode on this because we got to check this out again because I've rediscovered this awesome thing. Uh, I just kept being reminded of all the better examples of that. And I, right. I, I kept having better ideas as I was watching this. Right. Because I watched this and I'm like, we got to do the fucking Rocketeer. Right. Like, the Rocketeer is like, what this movie should have been. Yeah. The Rocketeer is in that. It's the same vein. Yeah. I mean, it's not a detective story. It's not like... It's a different story. Yeah. But it's like, it's taking characters. that pulpy genre, comic booky yes. material. It's and like, like what George Lucas does with Star Wars by, by right. bringing Flash Gordon back. This brings like all those pulpy... Yep. Uh, like Republic serials back. And yeah. the Rocketeer nails it. This, I don't think, does. Yeah, it, it misses the mark. Maybe because Dick Tracy's more of like a comic strip and not like the Yeah, but I, I, I think it just, I think they maybe just got too caught up in like the visual aspect of it and just forgot yeah. like, or, or weren't quite able to crack or what makes the comic strip That's work, what I or at the figure beginning. out a way to adapt that to the screen. Because like, if you look at the best like superhero movies, they, they all figure that out. Like The good ones figure it out and figure out how to adapt to the screen. Not just yep. how it looks... But, like, the core of the story. In fact, if you look at Tim Burton's Batman, like, the Batman in those movies was quite different than, like, what was in the comics and the previous version people had seen on screen. It was essentially a reinvention by Tim Burton. But he understood something. Some people would argue this, but I think he he understood something of the core of that character. I think time has proven that he understood. Yeah, he was able (laughs) to transfer on screen. And that's what the best of the Marvel movies do. Some of them are very, like, faithful to the comics. Some of them are quite different. But what the good ones do is they kind of get to the core of what makes that work. So, like, as visually spectacular as something like Thor Ragnarok is, Mm -hmm. if it hadn't had, like, a real heart and real comedy and real story to it that was true to that character, I don't think people would have 
grabbed onto that movie to the extent that they yeah. did. And that's what Dick Tracy's missing. Visual style, I give it to that movie completely, especially for that time. Very yeah. forward thinking. With the matte paintings and stuff love and the that, color palettes. And I yeah. love that they didn't position themselves in this ironic position over the material. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was all terrific. That's, but that's what I mean but when I say it more than that. At the beginning where it's like, I don't know if they understood it. I don't know if Warren Beatty has yeah. read a Dick Tracy comic. Not that I think you necessarily have to because I think Tim Burton pretty much said he doesn't read right. the Batman comics, which that works. Right. I'm not saying you have to do that, but at the core of Dick Tracy as a character, like, what is there to him? Because I had a problem with that too. There's right. there's scenes where um, he's kissing Breathless yep. multiple times. Yep. But you're supposed to be like, oh, she's just she's coming on too strong. She's a femme fatale, and he can't resist well, she's her. He's trying to seduce him to the dark side. He's well, like no, a, I know he's that like part. He's like a pure hero, you know. I know that part, but then it seems like he's not though. It seems like he's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it through like a 2021 lens. I think you are, because I think this is how I read um, Dick. But Tracy. I, but I think a lot of that actually is kind of like a fundamental problem with the character too, because again, Warren Beatty's like, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth, but he's like, I'm gonna be the detective who sits because he probably was a fan of those old noir yeah movies, you know, like the Venetian blinds oh, yeah. and the femme fatales yeah. that come in. He's like, I'm gonna. I'm going to kiss the femme fatale who walks in the door. But, like, there's no – it makes his character weak. That's true, yeah. And it's it's a betrayal to – this does sound very, like, 2021, yeah. like, Me Too shit. But I do think that's kind of fundamentally could be part of the problem with it because if there's nothing to this character, all we have is that he's this straight arrow, and he's just, like – I think there's like three or four scenes where he's kissing Madonna and he's pretty much complicit in it. He's not like, it's not like she starts kissing him like in Roger Rabbit, like where she's like kissing him and he's like mm -hmm. holding back and then somebody walks in. So it's like, he's kind of participating in it too. So it's kind of like, who is this guy? Like, okay. Yeah. Is I, he a hero? Yeah. Like, he shoots a, he shoots a Tommy gun that looks cool, but I'm totally, like underneath it all, like fundamentally to the character of Dick Tracy. I don't know. No, that I, was a problem that I had with that. I kept thinking of I, too. You know, I didn't think of that, but I actually completely understand. I, felt, what, I kept feeling bad for Tess. Yeah, I, I actually understand completely what you're saying because go um, girl, right, women. Yeah, well, no, because um, if um, if there's anything to Dick Tracy, it's that like he's as cartoony of a like personality as his appearance. He's 100% hero, 100% straight arrow. So he would, the real Dick Tracy. They should have dug in and he should have been like, exactly, out of the way, ma'am. Exactly. Yeah. So like the, that, that almost the, would have kind of made the, it funnier. The quote unquote real Dick Tracy would never have been tempted by Madonna breathless. Yeah. Now, is that realistic? No, anyone would be tempted by Madonna breathless. Sure. Yeah. But like, what makes Dick Tracy a superhero, his superpower, is that he's, like, 100% morally upright. There well, are, when there's you... no shades of gray in Dick Tracy's world. And when you introduce the Breathless character, who I like just for the kind of charisma they yeah, have on screen. Yeah, I like her, too. You, you're, you're, I think you're nailing it again. You undercut what, if anything, makes Tracy unique. Well, because all if, that Tracy, stuff. if Tracy is just a guy in a, in a weird coat... Then he really doesn't have a leg to stand yeah, on. You know? And ultimately, of course, he does choose Tess. Well, because all those decisions should be like filling out the character yeah. and like being true to the character as the movie goes along. And then you find out like if he would have like completely rebuffed 
um, breathless or never even been tempted for a moment. Yeah, then may, like then that would have made you see, think like maybe something is wrong with this guy because he is like, why is he resisting this woman? But then like, because she's like irresistible in that over the top way, mm-hmm. you know. Like she shows up and she's basically naked in that first scene. <laughs> she's wearing like a yeah a see through thing. Um, but then you'd be like, well, maybe that character. There's something more to that character. Here it's like they kept giving it away. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think <laughs> he, he I felt think like a really empty character. Yeah, I think you're a hundred percent right because like making I didn't even think about this, but like making Tracy react as as most people would in that situation it makes him too much of like a real person and like yeah. you kind of want a heightened character to fit in this heightened world and it's like warren Beatty in his performance is just it makes the... dick tracy like the most boring character in yep. his own movie yeah like yeah. Ba- batman's got some psychology going on there, right at least like right. not that they super dig into it in right. the original batman but it's there i'm talking about just like little things like that you wouldn't probably pick up on right away like watching it as a kid i didn't pick up on any of this stuff but i think that is kind of a problem with like what makes the story stick around have staying power you know like for be like a full structure like mm-hmm. holding together i don't know that's why i feel like why am i keep i keep forgetting about it <laughs> yeah no, I think you're. I think you're 100 percent right. That I almost felt like today. I was like, God, if I get home from work, I gotta rewatch it because I'm, I'm not really exactly sure what I'm gonna say yeah. about it. That would have been the way to do it to play Tracy as like this just outrageous. Like I can't believe this character is doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, honestly, acting this way. I've rewatched. I rewatched recently. Dirty Harry. That is Dirty Harry. Right. Dirty Harry is like so straight line right. in what he's doing. It's he's a, like, it's a cartoon. It it basically is. Yeah. I mean, he's like. I know it started kind of, and that's kind of why I went back and revisited it, because I was like, where did this come from? This, like, the police detective and the, his boss is always yelling at him. Right. And literally, in Dirty Harry, he's, like, fired three times. Right. And they have to bring him back on, and he's always like, nope, that can never happen. Right. Like, he's so straight line. Yep. It's like, such, but that was, like, one of the first characters, like, to be, like, really famous for that. Right. So, like, you get that. Well, yeah, it's it is interesting because I was thinking about like what genre this movie is in, and I'm like, well, I guess it's kind of like a noir. Oh, it's fine. But I'm like, in Wikipedia, it's like, uh, it's uh, from 1990, uh, comedy drama action, like it it even says musical. Right. Like it is kind of a musical, I guess. Well, I was like, okay, well, it's like a crime noir and like a heightened comic stuff. But I'm like, well, it's really like an anti-noir because like, but noir noir is dark. Well, yeah, (laughs) well, and not just not just like you know, visually, but it, it, noir, noir is not really a genre. It just implies yeah, it's this a, kind of like, style kind yeah. Of. And this like, kind of like idea of this morally fallen kind yeah. of corrupt world. But I'm like, well, I guess it's like an anti-noir because like Tracy isn't like that. You've got pure good heroes and pure. He's like a Superman villains. if he didn't have powers. And but stuff. you're right. The introduction of breathless, who is a noir type oh, yeah. that is not in the comics, introducing that into Tracy's world, maybe kind of, collapses the whole thing the thing doesn't work like he can't mm-hmm. really fit in that world to me it kind of made the movie interesting but they could have had tracy as like the character we're describing where he's like really kind of a heightened version of yeah what he should like what warren Beatty i think is trying to play mm-hmm. where he's like this absurdly like straight arrow straight arrow law yeah, and, and then have breathless come in and be like kind of a regular girl 
as opposed to, and he doesn't know what to do with it. Right. But uh, although I think Tess kind of is that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just kept thinking like at the end when like well I'm, I'll spoil it because yeah, it doesn't really matter or whatever. I was wondering what the last scene was going to be because how are they going to resolve the breathless? Yeah. Well, not even like I'm talking about like after mm-hmm. that problem is taken care of and it's just like the epilogue, you know? Okay. I was like, what? Like, I, I kept thinking Tess should just, like, leave him. <laughs> right. I was like, what, what? He keeps getting you in danger. He keeps running off. Like, he's, there's, never there's gonna, just, he's never going to. He's never going to. He's like, oh, I, I know this is just your job. Right. Someone sped by and almost, like, shot her. Yeah. And he's like, I'll see you later, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the kid got to go run. Yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> and at the end, they're like, oh, there's been a there's a bank robbery in progress. And then he runs off, and, but the sun is, like, coming up. Like, someone's robbing the bank and the... I don't know. It, 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 it seemed like they were just like trying to check all the boxes. And I was like, "What's Dick Tracy going to do at a bank robbery in progress?" Like, right. He's not. He's not Spider Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a detective. Like that's that, true. That, that means that yeah. the crime has happened, and they send him in to like investigate. Right. That's and then true. he gets caught up in the investigation of it. Yeah. It was. <laughs> a, it was a pretty weak ending. Yeah. yeah. It was a weak ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job with it, but yeah, like 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 I said, like I can't imma- I can totally I, see it was good. I just kept thinking like anticlimactic yep. with like so many things. I'm thinking mainly like action stuff. Yep. But now that I think about it more, I'm like, yeah, that ending was totally anticlimactic. It was very it was And then like limp. two cartoon like it was almost a parody. Yeah. Two cartoon words come out to save the end as the sun is rising. I know it's supposed to be like over the top right. comic booky, but it looks kind of cheap. Yeah. Even though it's like an expensive movie, and other right. parts look amazing, right? It's like this is the last shot you're gonna end your movie on. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, and that's kind of the the mark of a movie that maybe didn't really have anything to say. It's like it has a weak ending because it's like, well, we weren't really leading up to anything. We didn't really yeah. have anything. At that point, I felt like they were just like checking the boxes. Like, yeah. okay, we got to have him head off to his next case, or he has. But right. with they didn't really think about it because yeah. Yeah. He's not going to... I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, he's a detective. Why is he going to... There's a bank robbery. I like there's a bank robbery in progress. Right. And he also brings the kid, too. Well, but see, I don't... But see, that I don't mind, because that is, like, an over-the-top, like... But that literally happens at the end of Spider-Man, too, where it's like... Well, I have... That's the end of every superhero movie. No, I know, but it's, like, literally that is, like, Mary Jane shows up. He's like, oh, here's a cop car. Drive by. I got to go. Story's going to start over again. Sequel time. Uh, but Spider-Man is better because at the end... Well, Spider-Man came later, though, too. Because at the end of Spider-Man, you they show Mary Jane's face. Oh, yeah. You tell it's a little, she's not just okay with this. You know what I mean? So, like, that's... But yeah. they figured superheroes out by then. They were starting to, like, you know... Put some nuance in there. And That's make true. It this was pretty groundbreaking. I mean, I, I read it was that. Ahead, it was ahead of its time, um, but it would take... In some ways. In, well, it was ahead of its time, but like most things that are kind of like on the cutting edge, it would take, you know, someone else to kind of perfect it. Yeah. So I think once we hit Sin City, which is a better movie, although I don't love Sin City either. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not... But I do think Sin City fulfilled the promise of Dick Tracy. Yeah. And like it figured out how to use this kind of heightened comic book reality to tell an actual a story that was worthy of that visual yeah side. i think overall like even though i do i'm not like over the top about dick tracy i don't think it's a bad movie but i, I don't know I, I don't know why i keep coming back to it <laughs> like, 
Do you feel like you'll be rewatching it? No, I don't. Like... I don't think I would have rewatched it ever in my life if you hadn't mentioned it. <laughs> but I'm glad I did. I only thought about it you know, because I, of the podcast. I, I'm ultimately recommending that people check this out. You know, and I, it's a movie. It's it's so beautiful looking. Like it deserves to be on you know Blu-ray or 4K HD, whatever people have now. And you know, well, it's on Blu-ray and it has. Zero bonus features. Well, that's a shame. I mean, yeah. it's something that need it. It definitely because I actually was curious. I was it has ask a long you, history of development. Like, well, it's I was like one of those development. I was wondering about some of like the visuals because like a lot of the backgrounds, like I couldn't tell like how they were doing them. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if they were mats or miniatures. I think or, for the most part, it's matte paintings. Okay, yeah. I wonder if they had some miniatures in there. For like the I don't know. I don't know actually stuff. a lot about like the production of the actual yeah. movie. I know more about like. The See, I would of what like. To, I would love it. to know about that. You know, and like. <laughs> no, I mean I'm serious though because I, I. I don't I know mean, anything about it. I want to know about it. <laughs> Tell me. Okay, tune in later. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Checkmate. Um, didn't you think the kid was the real heart of the movie? Do you care about Tracy and the kids' relationship more than than him and Breathless and him and Tess? Uh. Yeah, I mean, that I, was a great, I, I think they knew that. That too, was a, or, oh yeah. yeah, I think that was a great. And that little boy is, he's I, good. I don't know if he went on to be an actor or anything, but he he quit acting. Yeah. but he was also the kid in. Um, he was the main kid in uh, Peter Pan. Oh, okay. so I think Steven Spielberg must have like had some part in. Yeah, and he um, finding him at least, or and I don't he, know. But that was the only which, other thing. which Peter Pan or Hook. Sorry. Okay. He played like Peter oh, Pan. Oh yeah, one of the Hook. Yeah, one of and Steven Spielberg. So well, no, but Robin Williams. Robin Williams was Peter Pan. Well, I know, but he was like the, the other. Boy. I remember. He was the, he was the kid version. Yeah, did <laughs> or he, he was the boy. Oh yeah, version. and he was going to become a pirate at some point. He was the little boy in that. It, it's been so long that since I've seen Hook. Well, guess what we're doing so. for our next episode. Um, well, there's another one that I don't know if it would hold up, but God, now that you mentioned, I am curious about that one. This is basically well, just investigating our childhood <laughs> and figure out if these movies were. Any I know good they're all that. like from around the they, same they period. Are. Well, it's an interesting period, though. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I like this. And movie. we picked the worst example of that period. <laughs> no, this definitely. Is no, uh, Alec Baldwin's The Shadow. I just watched that. Not, yeah, that's oh, the worst. God, example I forgot that. about that. <laughs> or no, sorry, uh, The Phantom is the worst example. I actually think Dick Tracy is probably one of the. Better. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't want to come down too hard of, on Dick Tracy. Of either, all the like, like attempts to bring comic books and genre material to the screen that was happening around this time, um, Dick Tracy, I would put in the win column. I think. Well, that's what I was going to say that I, I kind of is good. blanked on, is that I was kind of surprised while watching it um, about how much of it, like the concept, worked. Mm-hmm. How, like I was saying, it, it doesn't seem like it would on paper, like. Yeah, you're gonna make a live action of these comic strip characters yeah. and put prosthetics on them to give them big fat heads and um, have Dick Tra- have Warren Beatty walk around with a bright yellow. Like it sounds in concept wise on paper, like it wouldn't work. But then Batman or a big gamble. But then Batman came out. But even with Batman right. though, it's it's but, pretty stark. But I'm sure that that's why. Too. But I'm sure that's how they finally got it made. Oh, right, I, like. That's, it's, it's Obvious, in development yeah. oh, for years and years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Batman happens, and they're like, oh, okay, what other comic book shit do we have lying around here? It's like, oh, well, this, let's do this script. Oh, no, I, I'm sure it's a sheer coincidence that Danny Elfman did the score yeah, for it. And... He didn't even do the score. It's just basically like the, his score for Batman. Well, that that was the best part <laughs> of that Projection Booth podcast of it. Like, that's what Mike White said about it, I mean, it, it really like, is. Especially those scenes when Tracy's like in action and jumping down with the big coat billowing around. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on, guys. Well, Mike... 
White was saying, like, he started playing and he wasn't really paying. T- like, he was doing something else. He's, he's like, did I put Batman he hit play. on? <laughs> and he's like, no, he, was, he said, like, oh, someone's ripping off Danny Elfman. Yeah. And he's like, he started looking at it. He's like, Danny Elfman ripped off Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's done a few times, to be fair. But, yeah, this is well, very. Well, that's, that's what he was saying, too. This he's is like, very much. He's like, like, I've never been a big Danny Elfman fan because it's always the same music. And then what they do is, <laughs> that is really funny is they, like, blend the two uh, soundtracks together. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they, like they go to break and then they like play uh-huh. the Batman soundtrack and then it bleeds in. Right, and it literally like it's right. the same song. Well, they, that sounds like a much better <laughs> podcast than our podcast. <laughs> I know I keep mentioning it, but that's what made me think of Dick Tracy. Yeah, no, that and that, that is, is funny. Like funny. as a funny experiment to like put those song those uh, soundtracks together <laughs> and they match up almost perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny, but. But I still prefer the Danny Elfman score to the weird uh, Sondheim yeah, montage. I, I like. I, oh, I keep thinking I like them, but I think maybe I like one or two of them. Well, and they just kind of stop the movie too. They would, yeah. just, and they'd always be like, "Okay, time for a song," and it's like, "Well, what do we do while there's a song? Let's have a montage." So we'll show the villains are now winning, and they're taking over yeah. the city, and we have spinning newspaper headlines, and then we'll have another montage of Tracy trying to buy clothes for the kid, or you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's just weird. It's kind of like the Prince songs in Batman. Maybe that's why they. Maybe that's I why they th- did it. Maybe I that's didn't why think they did of it. that the connection. Yeah. Maybe that is. Yeah. Maybe that is. Like we gotta stop the movie every once in a while. Jack Nicholson for... is gonna dance for like two uh, or two minutes. Yeah. Of... We just gotta stop the movie every once in a while, and everyone sings and dances, and that's what people want. In their superheroes. It's like God. I want those movies to be perfect, but there's that one <laughs> glaring thing in it. But you know, <laughs> that kind of makes them more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Prince makes it worse though in, the, in Batman, but yeah. But I prefer the Prince songs. Yeah, I didn't think of that songs. connection. Oh yeah, I thought of that because that's what people say about that Batman. The movie just like stops and then like I like that Prince number. I like that back in business song because <laughs> I kept thinking like this is a perfect like copy of like one of those types of songs. Yeah. Like if you looked it up, you could be like, is that really from that era or is it? Yeah. Oh, you didn't like know. it that much? No, I did. I thought they were all they sort of got that. I, but... I wouldn't get the soundtrack, but. Yeah, it I didn't, didn't think, distract. I didn't think any way. of them were great. I yeah. thought you could have had one breakout hit. I did there. feel like there's too much of it. Yeah, like, it was weird. There, there were seriously like four montages, right. like set to basically a full song. I think maybe they do right. the same song twice. Is, too. Isn't that funny that that like and then when they were trying to figure out how to do comic books and superheroes on the big screen, that like at one point they were like, well, I guess you gotta have. It's got to have a musical element. Like, it's got to have song and dance in yeah. there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, just like, it's such a weird I wonder if that there. conversation was had about oh, I, Prince. And, I don't know. But I mean, like, specifically about Prince. I was thinking it was because of Madonna. Because I knew she and Baby yeah. had a relationship at that yeah. time. So it's like, well, maybe we want to give this for something for Madonna to do. I'm actually surprised in that other podcast they didn't like Madonna's performance, though. Like, cause that I was think, one of the big things that they didn't yeah, like. Yeah, because I actually think what you said is, is probably right. Like, introducing that character into this world maybe undercuts Tracy's character. But, like, as her performance, it's like Madonna has such an interesting, weird acting career. But I don't know if she's ever played, like, a straight-up femme fatale. And it's such a natural Yeah, she's for perfect her. for that. Perfect. Yeah. 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 I mean, she obviously looks the part. Yeah, I thought so, too. I didn't have the same reaction that they yeah, that's like one was, of the big disagreements I she was that I terrific, so. yeah no i well, one of them said like it was just like she wasn't good but it was like one of many problems that the movie had yeah so it didn't really stand out that much. I, know, I liked her i like and i so like I, I like the character and i, I like the the blank character too yeah. which she ends up spoilers yes finally we'll spoil the reveal <laughs> that breathless is is the blank. i forgot about that's an important part but. yeah and and a good a good kind of that was like the only <laughs> twist that was worth yeah, you know, the price of admission, I guess. But strange. But movie. even that, though, 
So here's the problem that I have with that too about being anticlimactic. I thought about that again when that happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure what was going on there either. Mm. She was trying to set Dick Tracy up as being the head of the crime syndicate, right? Oh, I don't know. See, she I mean, was trying to get twisty. him. I don't know exactly what she was trying to get At the end of the him. day, she wanted to get rid of Big Boy. And but she her... was trying to get, she needed Dick Tracy to kill him. Yeah. So she was trying, to, and she was trying to bring Dick Tracy over to her side. I guess so. So she was trying to get him to come over to her side because she, yeah. So she it, and it wasn't Tracy that she wanted to rule the underworld. She couldn't kill Big Boy because then he would just be gone. And someone else would replace right. him. She needed. She Tracy couldn't kill Dick Tracy because then Big Boy's still there. Yeah. She needed them both to kind of like, yeah, take each other out. So in that way, it is kind of like a noir, yeah, clever story. Yeah. And also the femme fatale is the villain, right. of course. Like that's that's another. A twist that fits in there. Yeah. Just like you say, like, Breathless and and Blank weren't from the comics. If you didn't tell me that, I would believe that they were because they fit in so well with it. They do and they don't, though, because, like you said, it's not really a noir and interest. It's almost too good for Introducing <laughs> a morally compromising character yeah. into this world. But they don't really explore that. Right. Movie. I'm just, like, saying that, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that was like actually their intention to do it yeah. that way. Well, that's why I, I, it is a shame that the Blu-ray doesn't have any... Kind of special. No, I think there's like a trailer or whatever, but there's nothing really. All right. Well, I would love to see like a movie like this um, get like an arrow kind of video type treatment. I mean, I really would. I mean, I I really, I would be. I I think I'm good with it. I would genuinely (laughs) be interested in some of the development stuff and the visual. You know. Yeah, I think I found the Blu-ray for like eight dollars or something like that. Well, it's definitely worth eight dollars. Sounds about right. Yeah. So. A good movie, not a completely successful movie, but I worth. Oh, wait, wait, let me let me finish the ending though. Because um, she ends up, or Dick Tracy does end up killing Big Boy because he like throws him. Mm-hmm. They're they're at like a bridge, or like a like a a, yeah. a raising bridge or whatever you call it. Oh right, it. yep. Like it splits in the middle. Yep, you know, yep, like yep, that's yep, yep. In every action scene, yep. <laughs> and he ends up throwing Big Boy down. Like uh, I think it was the like Darth Vader throws Palpatine mm-hmm. down there. Or Batman throws the Joker at the top of the building. Yeah, but even their fight at the end is so anticlimactic. It's all it's like, just a little it's so, limp. It's like yeah. I, I kept thinking, like, it's ground level. Yeah. There's a part where, again, it's like, I don't know what I expect. I don't expect Dick Trace to be hanging outside an airplane or whatever, but, I mean, maybe that would be cool. But you expect some kind of heightened behavior because of the heightened visuals. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally like Al Pacino beating Warren Beatty with a fake board. Right. And then... Dick Tracy defeats him by punching him a few times. Right. So, yeah, and, that's and what I mean. Boy, like, no, falls yeah, down. it's not an outrageous. Like you could have had that in like a regular noir without and, the height. And Tess is tied up to like a gear that's gonna like mm-hmm. crunch her head. Yep. But then it doesn't even get close to her. <laughs> right. And then he's like, "Come on, Tess, be careful!" Like even the way they film that, like it's not. Yeah. He's like, "Careful, Tess!" And then she gets up and like, "Okay, the end." Yeah. And then they both walk out, and then they just, like, look at the sun. Or, no, they look at the fireworks because it's New Year's. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Like, really? That was your big conclusion? Yep. Like, yeah, as an action movie. Not that I think it needs to end with a giant explosion, but right. that was, like, a limp ending. And yeah. then there's another limp ending with the epilogue with mm-hmm. Tess. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I think they thought the visuals would just be enough to carry it, and they just really weren't. You, it, it, 
kind of did. It, like it, a, yeah, it, got, enough it to... got you through that hour and a half, but like if you see a movie that looks like that, you want a story that is going to be as big as the, the visions, yeah. and you just didn't have that here. You had just kind of this... Or it has to be something with like a little bit of a twist that makes it somewhat interesting. This mm-hmm. was just like, find some noir story that we can plug in here, mm-hmm. and then we'll just like build the visuals around. Right. Like, no, you need, like, both sides of that equation for yeah. it to really sing. Yep. And like, and ult- at the end of the day, I always think, like, story is what audiences really respond to. Well, I think that's more. More than stars, more than, like, visuals, more than anything else. And I think that's maybe why you don't hear people talk about Dick Tracy a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, a big hit at the time. I think if people do revisit it, which I think they should, I think they like it. But it, it hasn't stayed alive in, like, the cultural imagination in the way that, like, yeah. Batman has or, or mm-hmm. something. You know, it's just, it doesn't have that. But did Batman have that great of a story, too? I think it had enough. I think it had enough people could hold on to. I think mm-hmm. I think the story matched the visual style of the film in a way that Dick Tracy is kind of a mismatch, you know? Okay, yeah. So... I mean, yeah. the, the Joker's a great... The Joker looks outrageous, and he acts outrageous. Mm-hmm. The, the characters in Dick Tracy just look outrageous. And his plan is outrageous, too. Right. right. Like and the, and the, the, the that, problem that I have with Big Boy, too, is, like, ultimately, it's he's being framed. Right. So you're defeating the villain, and, like, what did he die for? Right. Like, was he actually framed by her? Like... Right. You want the villain to get, like, their comeuppance. <laughs> right. And I had no idea what was happening at that point. Like, he's he's the bad guy because he's been playing the bad guy that, like, he looks like a mobster, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Not, not a good climax, not... Yeah, you're kind of talking me out of looking <laughs> at now. Maybe this movie did suck. No, I maintain. I, I, I don't want to be too harsh. On no, it, I maintain I do, I that it was. Like I maintain it, that it was a good movie. I think people should check it out. Visually, it's one of the better of visually those types spectacular. Of better one of the better of those types. One of the better efforts to come out of that era. But the ways that it failed are instructive, and I think they would be corrected in later decades in later yeah. films. You know? And for a while, it was. I read this too. It was the only comic book movie to ever win like three Oscars mm. until uh, Black Panther. Came That's an it was nominated for seven Oscars. Wow. And it won three of them. And it was the only comic book movie ever to do that until Black Panther. So in that way, it's very groundbreaking. It was. It was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. So, you know, I definitely give props to Dick Tracy. Um, but we had to, we had to, it had to take it on the chin from us a little bit too. So, you know. Meh. There it is. Dick Tracy. Anything else you want to say about it? Let's do the Rocketeer. Let's do the Rocketeer next. I can't believe we haven't done the Rocketeer over the course of our two podcasts. We've never talked about the Rocketeer. That one's so great. we got to talk about the Rocketeer. It's It was like such a better version of this. I was like, yeah, I, I, I was almost, I almost turned Dick Tracy off because we were watching the Rocketeer. It does remind you of a lot of better movies. Like yeah, I was reminded yeah. of Batman. I was reminded of Sin City. I you was know. reminded of the Rocketeer. I was reminded of a lot of noir. It's like... Yeah, it's a lot, lot better. Yeah, movies. it's like, do I have a copy of Maltese Falcon? <laughs> right. Like, I, I should watch that instead. Yeah, it kind of reminds me <laughs> of those other movies without quite being worthy of them. But yeah, yeah. still, a, still an interesting, interesting film. Okay, I had a little more to say than I thought I did about it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we can wrap up our Dick Tracy discussion uh, for this episode and move into our uh, Beyond the Dive segment, yes. if you would like. Everyone's favorite. They've been waiting mine a long time. 
for this episode's Beyond the Dive. Uh, so this is yes. where we just talk about anything else that we've been reading or watching. This is where one of us recommends something and the other person stares blankly because they have no idea what we're talking about. Well, remember that one time you <laughs> recommended that YouTube channel that I had just started watching? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Nick, Nick, whatever his name is. Doremio. Nick Doremio, yeah. which I still watch. It's good. Yeah, I do too. All right. Well, I actually have a YouTuber. Um, I could go okay. first because we have a seg- segue. I didn't even think about that. Mine's a YouTube thing too. Okay. Well, this is this is the segment where we <laughs> recommend YouTube channels that we like. I didn't even think of that. YouTube yeah, is so is. fucking great. <laughs> well, do you want to do yours first then or should I go first? Um... Mine's kind of weird. Okay, mine is not... I haven't been, like, super into it. I got into it for a little while. Okay. And maybe not for the reasons that most people are. Um, And this is super nerdy, too. Mm, I love it. Love it already. But I'm, like... I don't want to say I'm not a nerd, because I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm not that level. Right. (laughs) Um, And I also... I don't... It's not a fucking unboxing video, is it? I don't... No, no. (laughs) No, it's not an unboxing video, but it may as well be. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's it's way nerdier than that. Um, I don't think you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons. No, I never got into that. I never have either. And I honestly, I don't think I have any interest uh-huh. in doing it now either. Mm-hmm. But there's one called, there's a YouTube channel called Critical Role. Okay. Where they film each other. I mean, it's if you like Google Dungeons and Dragons, like. That's the thing that comes yeah, up. Okay. They're so like it's the a big, big deal in the yeah, community. And you, can, and you can tell that, I mean, it's not like a huge production, but it's like, well, they, they do, it's like a live, I look at it as like, like a table read. Like if you've mm. ever seen those oh, yeah. of movies where the characters just like, the actors are all playing the characters, but they're all just sitting around at a table. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know this about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, how like little bit of a, a game it actually is. It's mm. more of like a writing exercise almost. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, but it's like, well, I know a lot of writers who like they cite playing Dungeons and Dragons with their oh, friends. Really? I heard about it because as formative experiences and creativity. I know Gerard right? Way mentioned it too, and yeah. I was like, really? Like that sounds so. I think there's like a whole generation nerdy. of genre and fantasy writers. Really? Have because done that. yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. I haven't really. That's why I'm saying I haven't dug super deep into it. Mm-hmm. I've watched like some of their things, and it kind of fit in with what I like. It was like it's long form, so they do like three hour episodes, four hour episodes, okay. and. There's like five or six people, and they play. Um, see, I'll get all the terminology right. wrong because I'm not super into Dungeons and Dragons, but they all have to kind of the dungeon master. I right. can't even talk about it without sounding <laughs> super nerdy. He doesn't wear like a wizard's hat, does he? <laughs> well, <laughs> they they do have. See, this is the stuff that I'm not. That's what, this is what I mean. Where it's like I go into it for a different reason. Some of the episodes they do dress up, right? And like, I, like. I could just, I was just listening to it. <laughs> like, remember when I was talking about Dr. Katz and I was like, I'm not watching the animation, I'm just uh-huh. listening to it. This I was just like listening to to try to like falling asleep to or just like, well, that's actually how I started listening to it. And then I started really watching it. And they all have to just kind of like the dungeon master, <laughs> I can't even tell <laughs> The dungeon master will like uh, give you an option at each turn and be yeah. like, Okay, your character could do this or right. this or what do you want to do? And then, the, and this is the other thing is that they're all voice actors who are doing this. Oh, cool. So they're actually like, it's not like some kid in their basement doing it. Right. That. These are like, pro, they're professional voice actors yep. who really get into the characters. Yep. And it's kind of cool. And they're actually like, 
they all know story. Yeah. At least to some degree. Yeah. So they know, like, what the story needs. And some play characters that are, like, weak characters. It's not like everybody's trying to be the big hero. Mm-hmm. They're all, like, trying you, – because you create your own character. Yeah. And you have to – like we are saying in Dick Tracy, you have to stay true to your character. They all have to do things that they think their character would do. Yep. But, of course, it's up to you. So, essentially, what the show is is you are watching people, performers, mm-hmm. but people actually play, yeah, they're playing. a round yes. of Dungeons & Dragons. Or however you, I mean, you probably don't call it a round, but, you know, yeah. whatever they do. That's what I was trying to think of. What they, like, <laughs> a, they go on a quest or a, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> they <call. laughs> Uh, okay, I could see how that. I've never thought about that as like a YouTube thing, but of it's, course, it's cool because I've been like there's recently, all these channels where people watch people play video games. So it, that makes yeah. See sense. that I kind of tried to get into too a little yeah. bit, but that um, like trying to relate it to Dick Tracy again too, mm-hmm. is it's it's uh, for me because I'm not a big gamer nowadays, but it's a very empty experience. Yeah, just watching somebody else do it. Right. It's like give me the controls. I right. want to play it. Like, right. This is, it's boring to see somebody else do it. But this is more, like, I've been, like, reading more into, like, screenwriting craft and, like, story writing craft. Yeah. You're, um, you're watching people invent a story on the yeah, fly. Yeah, as, as they go. Yeah. And, like, that's interesting. It's not exactly like a writer's room, which is also kind of interesting. Like, they're not spitballing ideas. It's almost like they're doing it live. Like, they're... They're mm-hmm. crafting a story. Li- it's, and it's improv. They're improving a story. Yeah, yeah basically. That's what yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, as someone who's never ever gone into that world, which uh, is, yeah, I've never which played is, it. Of course, very you know bumps up close against my other nerdish you know fandoms yeah, like Star yeah. Trek and you know comics and all that kind of stuff. But I just never kind of went went there. But I have so many friends who are who are into that stuff, and it like it, it's a cool thing. So okay, I have two questions for you. Are you going to get into actual playing Dungeons and Dragons now? Probably not. Okay, and then, like, how did you come across this as someone who's, like, not interested in that stuff at all? Was it, like, trying to, like, watch video game ones? Came... Or... <laughs> um, a lot of it is that... I'm trying to remember. Oh, wait. No, wait. I do remember, actually, now. Um, so I, I keep trying to find, like, long-form stuff. Like, yeah. That's why I was listening to the Projection Booth podcast. Stuff so you can just kind of put on they have and a lot of, make yeah, dinner. Yeah, and, yeah. Or it's like I can listen to a little bit of it now, and then they'll, mm-hmm. or, and then and they can like dig deep into it because yep. it's like I don't want to hear just surface. Like I I don't get a podcast that's fifteen minutes, and I know right. they have them. Right? Why would you ever listen to a fifteen minute podcast? I right. mean, I get it that you want to like cram something in in like right. fifteen minutes. You only have a limit a limited amount of time and stuff, but I want to like learn about right. shit as I'm listening to it. So I'm right. looking for like long form stuff, and I heard. Um, Gerard Way talking about it because I was reading his comics and he's a good writer and he, he did mention that about how that kind of taught him how to create stories um, and characters um, and then I heard um, we talked about before Red Letter Media too uh-huh. um, they do audio commentaries and they did one on the Dungeons and Dragons movie mm. which is like famously terrible <laughs> uh, which um, it is um, but um, then Mike was explaining like how like, it sounded like a joke. He's like, oh, I played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, and it's kind of cool how you can kind of like. He was kind of joking at the same time, but he was also like explaining what it was. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. He was also saying like this movie does none of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And then I think I they mentioned Critical Role. Mm. I think. Yeah, they're like, um, not even even recommending it. They're like, yeah, I think there's this thing on YouTube called Critical Role hmm. where they do. 
So they're like, oh, is watching people play Dungeons and Dragons a thing? Like, yeah, it must be somewhere on the internet. Like they were just kind of like, yeah, to... I've never thought of it, but now that you're saying it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then I think I just saw that. it in like a news or like a feed. So in it's YouTube a, and it's a YouTube thing. So do they ever? I mean, is the camera just always on the people sitting at the table? Does yeah. It ever, does it ever cut away to like art or like a yes. picture of a dragon or something? Well, not while they're <laughs> playing. Just... They do like a break in between. Okay. But, but no, it's literally like. That's another thing that I like about it too, about like watching the writers' room. It's like you're just you're there, and it's it's cool to see them improvise too because it's like we're gonna play this game from beginning to end. You're watching like, people create. So how long does the game, game of Dungeons and Dragons last? I mean, the ones that I saw, oh, campaign. That's the there one you that go. I've heard that. Okay, a campaign, not a round. <laughs> they play. <laughs> Don't come at me. Dungeons and Dragons fans. The, I they, think the role playing fans them seems pretty chill. Actually, they play campaigns, but I think like they release them in episodes each week, and each episode is like three hours long or okay. four hours wow. long. And I think there's like ten episodes, so I, a campaign I think is like fifteen hours. I could see how that would maybe be maybe something with like your, that. I could see how that would be fun. It's with cool your to like friends. see characters yeah. kind of evolve because I think I've only watched one like full campaign all the way through. And I've kind of like, you know, see, you're staring at me. No, like it's, just, it's but it's like, <laughs> and it's not even like, okay, I'm paying attention to every little detail. Right. And I'm making notes and stuff. Right. But I was like listening to it in the background, and then after a while, I was kind of like, oh, that's a cool turn for that character to make uh-huh. at that moment. At that moment, or then it's like they get to a moment where it's like, I wonder what that character is going to do at that point. <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So as it's like. I just kept looking at it like as a writing exercise. Yeah, it's, like sounds really it's interesting. Creative, it sounds, it's creative play. Yeah, and I can see how people really get into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not too. my thing, and I don't right. think it will be my thing. Right. But I can see how people would. Really well, I've get heard into people it. say that about video games because I, when I first heard of this phenomenon, of, yeah, video games is another of thing like too. people like, watching people play video games. I'm like, that's so stupid. That makes no mm-hmm. sense. But then I, I, people say like, I don't. But people say like, well, people watch other people play football. Yeah, and I'm like. Well, yeah, I guess that I makes get it. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense, you know. And, yeah. and it's like sometimes I think a lot of it is just like people just want that. Set. We're all so fucking lonely, especially these past. Like, <laughs> well, now, yeah, especially. Yeah. Well, I think in general, but then especially these past few years, people just kind of. There's a, so many YouTube channels and podcasts yeah. like that, like just people hanging out, just come hang out with us in this live stream. You know what I mean? Well, and, the, uh, part of it is what I see is a lot of people are into things. But they're not really into things. Yeah. And this is like the people, the voice actors doing Dungeons and Dragons. You could tell they're into it. Yeah. Like some of them are a little too into it. Yeah. But it is interesting when you see somebody just like in their element. And that's ah. what that's oh, why yeah. I mean like Absolutely. it sounds super Living nerdy. Their yeah. It sounds super nerdy and it is. But they're fucking loving every minute of well, it. Well, that's and there's what something I was... like kind of contagious about it. Not in a way where I'm going to go buy a pair of 12-sided dice or whatever. That's what I was saying. But it's kind of interesting to watch. That's what I was saying to you about artists. We were talking about uh, comics before we started recording. It's like, I want to see people be self-indulgent. I want to see people go hard on whatever they're passionate about. And if I'm not interested, I won't look at it. But if I'm looking at it, you better be invested in what you're... Why would you spend time doing something? To me, it's like almost at that point with even like Dungeons & Dragons. It doesn't matter what the thing is. Yep. If someone really cares about it, I mean, it needs to be interesting and it needs to appeal to right. me for some particular right. reason. Right. For me, with that one, it was like uh, like a writing exercise. The writing. Yeah, the storytelling yep. and writing uh, and improvising yep. like stuff, too, like on the fly. Like I like seeing clever people like being able to do that. But part of it is just like seeing them be really invested in it. And you can tell, like, it, they must make big money. They sell, like... Hmm. 
like the stupid part of it is like they show the characters and the character art and stuff. But I get that people could be into it. And they have like art books with like the characters like that fans have drawn like what their character looks oh, like. Oh, sure, yeah. Because all you're doing is just describing your character. Right. So it could look like in different ways. Like mm-hmm. people could interpret it differently. And then they, so they so have. So what like, is your fan art? Did you bring any of it here today? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm gonna have my assistant bring it. No, I, that's why it's like I can't get too into it. Oh, you can. I, I, love I do it. like. I feel like you're very close to starting your own campaign. I would almost prefer it if it's just nobody's like don't wear costumes, and they actually don't for the right. most part. Uh, they do like special episodes, but you got to put in on. that element to like bring people. Oh, in. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know that, but I would almost prefer. And it's so boring. I just like seeing a bunch of people around a table like. Create a story on the fly. Yeah. Which it pretty much is. And that's why I kind of like it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done, yeah. I'm done with this. I'm going to check that out. That was a super nerdy, though. Yeah, that's that's so funny. Um, Critical role. But it sounds like like fascinating. That, that's what I love about YouTube and podcasts and the way media works now. It can get so niche. And you can get yeah. into things you never would have been much more niche before. Well, Dungeons and Dragons is pretty big, but well, I I'll be brief on mine because I don't have a lot to say about it. It's kind of a and weird, I went on too long. It's kind of a weird choice for our show, but um, one thing I've been interested in lately watching YouTube is is like philosophy. I, I've been really getting into. Oh, is philosophy. it that guy that you? Told I'm me not going to talk about the guy I told you. Oh, because I would like to talk. Who about is that. um. I might mention. Because I still have his name like written in my. Yeah. Head. Well, the person that Jordan's referring to is a, a figure who has sort of been embraced by like the right. <laughs> so he Adam Carroll. <laughs> he can be somewhat problematic, but there is a, a very popular, prominent philosopher who does YouTube videos that I was getting into for a oh, while. It's not him. I, it wasn't. I haven't watched uh, some of his videos for a while because you but know it led you somewhere else. Well, it did, and and I started watching people who did videos counteracting some of the things that mm-hmm. this person says. Um, and one of the people I eventually came to was a channel called ContraPoints by Natalie Wynn. Okay. Now, I hadn't heard of this. You haven't heard of this. But if you're into, like, leftist political YouTube, I get the sense that you would have heard of this because I think she's very popular. Um, so she's really far in the other direction. Very far, very far left. Um, but her pod, because I, I was thinking, how do I describe this podcast? Because it's like I started watching it for what full, is it called? Contrapoints. Contrapoints. Is that and that's the YouTube channel? That's the YouTube channel. Okay. Yep. And I think she sometimes refers people just refer to her as Contrapoints, but her name is Natalie Wynn. Is it like a podcast? It's uh, it's a series of YouTube videos, and they they run like. I think the longest one would be like an hour. Sometimes they're closer to a half hour. Um, And I was trying to think how to describe it because I kind of came to it from the philosophy angle. But it also talks about like politics and culture. But what's the format? Is it like a lecture? Okay. So here the format. And this is like what you were saying about like I don't care about the dressing up and stuff. So like these are. no. (laughs) No, no, no. These are. These are very. She's dressed in a Statue of Liberty costume. I come for the substance. But these are very highly produced videos. And yeah, she's. She's. That's um, also something that stands out is when there's actually some effort in production yeah, value. Yeah, they're to very it. highly produced thrown videos, together. and she'll she'll play like different characters, so she'll debate herself. Okay. Like I got to see characters. it because it's, it's hard to. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of hard to describe like the format of it. It's basically her talking, but it's dressed up in like beautiful set designs and like beautiful costumes. Okay, um, playing they, characters. So she can sort of play characters or versions of herself kind of. Okay. So like one I saw was like, cause she's transgender. So okay. she has a lot of videos like 
getting into the weeds, like the nitty gritty of she's like she's left. Yeah, way <laughs> left. Well, not all of them are though. Okay. Um, but and that's something I'm I, sure that that topic is covered. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that's good about it is like it's not just like um transgender people in society is like a big topic it's like let's get into the debates within the transgender community which right. is obviously a, a conversation you can really only have if you are a transgender person so like not all of her videos are about that but i have learned a lot like i've learned terms and like she'll say and i, I will google and look stuff up like it's very very educational um so like the example was like so she had an episode where she was like debating various issues within the larger umbrella, very diverse transgender community. Mm -hmm. So like she would play two different characters um, who'd represented different viewpoints. Is there ever other people? Is it just her like playing against her? On her show, it's always just her. I th but there's other shows on the channel. She's she I've seen her. She guest stars on like other people's. Okay. Like she's very well known YouTuber. Um, and the other crucial element to it. It is laugh out loud funny. Okay, like don't, she, don't oversell it. Like but. she is super witty. Super, I laugh out loud every time I. I just kind of like love her right now. So she's like beautiful. The 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 um, videos are like well produced, super intelligent, and laugh out loud funny. It's just I'm I'm like obsessed with this channel right okay. now. Um, so I wrote down so, to give you an idea of like what she talks about because like I say it's politics it's philosophy. Yeah. So one she does have a video um, taking on that the the philosopher on the right who we we mentioned kind of very was Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was I that supposed to mention? Well, I feel like I if people it hear that I was watching Jordan Peterson, they're not going to like us anymore because he uh, is like a very. I mentioned thing. I was watching Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> but like. Um, well, Jerry Peters is a lot more casual than Dungeons and Dragons. No, I'm, like, sa I'm saying this is a safe space. Yeah, but she um she had a video like kind of like let's talk about Jordan Peterson and and she's like he, he makes a good point here he makes a good point here he yeah. makes a good point that's here. how you know people know what the fuck they're talking. Here's about. where I think he's wrong. Here's what doesn't make sense. He talks about um postmodern neo Marxism. What does that mean? Let's break down that term. You know what I mean? So it's just mm -hmm. super intelligent. I think she was trained as a philosopher and used to be in academia. Um, and then one of the one of the first ones I watched after that was one on envy because I've been thinking just with stuff in my personal life I've been thinking a lot about envy and jealousy lately so she has a really good one on the concept of envy we were talking about that the last time that we did the podcast yeah she has one on cancel culture she has one a two part series on capitalism um, does she so, do pure flicks she hasn't tackled pure flicks okay. yet. Um, but lots of good stuff. A lot of stuff about gender roles, of course. It's hard for me to picture because it sounds cheesy. I mean, I in guess... In terms of, like, playing characters. And say, I know I just recommended Dungeons & Dragons. You could say there is a camp element to it, But I I'm suppose. saying that without, like... I have, like, no context. Yeah, you could it. say there is a camp element to it. I mean, it's very, like, you know, high fashion and, like, you know... Sometimes she'll do it, like... She's doing, like, a makeup tutorial and she's talking about these deep... Okay, yeah, I've, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. um... So yeah, it's it's kind of like whatever just kind of makes. Is the this best. her channel? Or is yeah, she just her channel. ContraPoints. Okay. ContraPoints. She is. She is. The, the the downside of it is, I think there's only about like maybe twenty videos up. I think there's. She doesn't have content. I think there's more content. than that. 
because I think she transitioned while she was doing the channel, and I don't think a lot of her. Oh, that's interesting. Started. Yeah, well, I know another YouTube. Uh, there's probably a ton, but a I actually, ton. I actually came to her through another transgender YouTuber who talked about philosophy, okay. who is also good, but I forget the name of this person. But then once I hit on Natalie Wynn, I'm like, okay, she is like mm. amazing. She's just so funny, and she's on the left. It's like I'm more on. Well, the that's left. like what we were talking about with. Uh, but she'll criticize the left. She has she has like a video called the left, and she's like, look. Here's the problem with the left. You know? Well, that's how you know. And she herself has been canceled by various members of the transgender community for various reasons. And that's how you can tell that someone knows what the fuck they're Absolutely. talking about, too, is that it, like the problem the religious people have when they do those debates is you are wrong on every point. And I will not because cons- it right. makes you look weak if you say, OK, you made a good point. Right. there, But the rest of your argument, like. That would win me over. Yeah. Well, not even necessarily win me over. And that's the kind over. of debate you don't see in the mainstream media anywhere anymore. We, we don't it's debate like you, people. You we don't debate it. like that no, anymore. You, yeah, you couldn't that's have why, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're willing serious, to concede, but... like, yeah, okay, you did this. I disagree with you fundamentally, but that actually is a good point And that, like, like I'm just in talking in general. Like, yeah. I can't even think of an example. But... There, I can't think of a single one of these topics where she hasn't done that. Where she's like, look, this is what. Yeah, why mo- they have like most point. intelligent people. She know had an that. episode on incels, okay. and she's like, look, I get. Were it. they all playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she's like, look, I, I like, un- like men have some issues that we have failed yeah, to address. In there's this. some unresolved thing. That's yeah, and like, like, let's face and, it, at least. And the and the right has failed them, and the left has failed them too. It's yeah. like you know, it, not to get too serious, but like that's the kind of YouTube stuff for whatever reason. I've been into lately. Like I've kind of like been missing substance. That's like the whole basket of deplorables thing where it's like, yeah, lump them all into that category. And then like you're instantly lose them. Yeah. No, actually like not all these people are terrible people. Okay. Whatever. No, it's totally. And and, like now we're turning into a, like I feel like counter. I know. And I don't want to make our podcast into this, but like, no, I feel like we're going to talk about the rocket. I feel like I personally, for the media I consume for whatever reason, I've just been missing a little bit of depth and substance. So, like, I think that's what led me to philosophy videos. Mm-hmm. And, like, once I landed on ContraPoints and Nedley Wynn, I'm like, this is my jam, especially since it's funny. You know what I mean? Cause, um, which makes sense because the, the right is not funny, but the left is very funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> Inherently, you have to have a sense of humor. Yes. It doesn't necessarily have to be good. but you. <laughs> well, I have a whole theory on that, too. But, like, um, but um, I was going to say, other than not having like, like theory, years and years and years and years worth of videos to watch, her last one was put up five months ago. So I'm really hoping. Is she consistent? Like, or I mean, no, I guess it wouldn't be if it's. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really hoping like she still keeps going with it. I don't know. Mm. The videos are like it obviously takes some work to produce these things, you know. So hopefully, there will be continued. She to had be to new. take a hiatus because she filmed a shitty Supergirl episode of her podcast. Or no, that was us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I say that's true. okay. So <laughs> I suppose it is ironic that we probably haven't put up an episode in five months. And I'm criticizing ContraPoints. Right. Sorry, you're trying to be serious. And but the thing is, ContraPoints is a good channel that people want to watch. Our podcast is a shitty podcast. We don't have a podcast. What do we have? This is a podcast. Yeah, That's what true. this is. We have a shitty podcast that people don't want to listen to. So ContraPoints needs to get it back. It worries me that you don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> ContraPoints needs to get back to work. So that's my that's, – I feel like I didn't explain it well, but if you want a good – I, I get it. It's hard to, without having seen it, yeah. it's hard to picture what exactly Good philosophy is. and politics with lots of fun costumes and beautiful set design. 
Um, oh, check, out, my, <laughs> check out ContraPoints by Natalie Wynn. I mean, it's okay. not for everybody, but it's like, I, I just, I love it. I find it fascinating. Like, cool. Real in-depth discussion of serious issues. Yeah, I got to check it out then. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Definitely worth checking out. So that's all I got. Okay. And that's all we've got. So we'll see you. Wow, in that got super nerdy so, and yeah. niche. Like. That's what Beyond the Dive is for, man. Wow. I have I actually have other things I could have talked about, but like that's what I've been like kind of like getting into. And I've seen enough of it where I'm like, okay, I can sign off on this. You know, I can say okay. this is good. Um, that's where I was like, I don't know if I can sign off on Critical Role per se, but yeah. this, like there was one that I saw, like I can see why people would get into this. I, I, I kind of get into it a little bit. So. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back in another six months. <laughs> and who knows what what the state of the world will be by then? Yes. But uh, no, I think I think what's safe to say we'll be back sooner rather than later. Now that we're back up and running, and uh, I don't know what we'll be talking about. Maybe the Rocketeer. Maybe another. Maybe, yeah. maybe another gem from this interesting. Try to like mix it up, but we've done like twenty of like failed superhero movies from the 90s yeah <laughs> becoming a bit of an obsession of ours but, but i gotta talk about the rocketeer at some point. You know, so we gotta we gotta go where the heart wants what the heart wants <laughs> we, we gotta go where uh, our passions lead us so. well, all right well right now my passion is leading me to wrap this up because we've been talking mine's leading me to bed yeah all right well um once again check out dick tracy moderate your expectations a little bit but we're seeing and uh we'll be back soon to talk to you about another movie. And until then, we'll see you later. Bye. See ya.